welcome everybody this morning and we're thankful for another day the Lord's blessed us with and we appreciate all our children and just what a blessing they are to us and uh, just look forward to having a great day in the Lord and just uh, pray that he'll be with us in a mighty way this morning and the gospel will go out and touch someone's heart this morning and uh, I was thinking this morning uh, there's just I got a lot of burdens right now it seems like uh, a lot of people they're they come real regular and I feel like the Lord gives them opportunity, but uh, I pray that uh, he'll, he'll extend his mercy again this morning, and uh, uh, hopefully today we'll see him move, and just uh, the church move, at, move that way and pray that way and just do everything the Lord gives us this morning. But, um, I'm going to ask Brother Mike Nichols to miss us at Sunday school. We appreciate the opportunity to be in God's house. Uh, we need a lot of help this morning. This is a kind of a rough lesson. A lot I don't really understand about it, but uh, we're in the 10th chapter of Ezra, starting at the first verse. And uh, Seem like if you if you go back in the Old Testament and uh, follow the children of Israel from from their beginning uh, all down through the Old Testament, uh, they were just like just like we are. Now maybe. I wouldn't say we was doing the same, some of the same sins. I, I, I wouldn't say that, but we're all failures. We were up and down, and uh, some people in and out, and these people were the same way. 
And from the beginning, they, they kept doing some of the same sins over and over and over. And uh, they'd get straightened out for a little while and then be right back into it again, whatever. And uh, seemed like they was in trouble more than they wasn't. But, uh, and that's where they're at in the book of Ezra this morning. Uh, in the ninth chapter of the first verse, uh, let me read that. Now, when these things were done, the princes came to me saying, the people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the lands, doing according to their abominations, even of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, Jebusites, and Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites. And uh, the Bible said, Come ye out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And uh, God's people are supposed to be a separated people. Now, that don't mean we, we, we're in the world, and we're supposed to be the light of the world. But we're supposed to be separated from the sins that are in the world. Now, that don't mean we don't have contact with people. That just means it, we don't partake in their evil deeds. And uh, the Bible said, uh, uh, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. If we're not careful, and I, I've, I've been here, I've been there and done this. If, if, you, if you're saved by the grace of God, and probably everybody here is, and, and you start running around with somebody that's not saved, and they're into some ungodly things, and if you're not careful, you can be dragged off after their, instead of you, instead of you influencing them, they'll influence you if you ain't careful. And I've been there and done that. But uh, we, so we need to, we can be friends with people and we can try to help people but don't get into the same kind of things that they're into. Uh, had a fella come up to me at work. Been a while back because I've been retired a long time. But he he said uh, he was he either got a new job or was retiring or something was going on. I don't remember now. But he said. Uh, I'm I'm buying down at the bar after work. If, if you want to come down, said I know you don't drink, but said you could. I could buy you a Pepsi. And I said that. I told him I said that bar ain't no place for me. More or less, I didn't. I might not have said it in them words, but uh, if uh, we got we got to keep ourselves unspotted from the world, and uh, God. Uh, and I, I've heard people say, and I've, I, this has come back to me a lot lately. I've heard people say that, or I've heard it said that they said that they didn't care much for this church because of all the rules. Well, this, the rules ain't the church's rules. The rules are God's rules. And uh, 
If you don't like the rules, you have to take that up with God. And uh, so, I mean, everything's got rules. And I believe the church ought to be the strictest ones around. And uh, we ought to love people. And, and all of those rules, God gave them in love. He gave the rules because he loved us. They're for our benefit. They're to keep us out of trouble. But anyway, uh, so they was, the princes all come to Ezra and tell him what the people of Israel was into. Now when Ezra had prayed, and when he had confessed, weeping and casting himself down before the house of God, there assembled unto him out of Israel a very great congregation of men and women and children, for the people wept very sore. Uh, Ezra was, was their leader. He was, a, he was a priest. He was a scribe of the law. And uh, he'd brought... He'd come out of uh, Babylon and brought a bunch of these people back to, to J Jerusalem, and they'd they'd rebuilt the temple. At this time, it was already it was already finished, rebuilt. But they they got they started taking wives of the different people in the country, and the God had told them not to do that. He said, they'll turn your hearts away from God. They'll have you worshiping idol gods. And if, if you remember, <clears throat> and I didn't write this down, but it's, it's, uh, it's in the book. You can go back in Chronicles and Kings and read about it. When Solomon was old, and the Bible said God gave him wisdom above ever, everybody. He was a wise, one of the wisest men, if not the wisest, that ever lived. But when he got old, his wives turned his heart away from God. He'd, he'd married a bunch of women from different, all these different countries. He, I, I believe he had about 600 wives and 900 concubines or something like that. Or maybe it was vice versa. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't read it, but... He had, a bunch, he had a bunch of women, which I don't think that was right to begin with because the Bible said a, a man would leave his father and mother and, and marry his wife, and they twain would be one flesh. Twain means two. They two would be one flesh. I don't believe God ever intended for a man to have a, more than one wife. Uh, at a time, anyway. And uh, but anyway, they twain be one flesh. So God, God set things down, and so these people were doing the things that God told them not to. And there's some things in here I don't understand. Maybe Terry does or somebody, but there's some things in here that I don't understand at all. But Jesus told, and this is, this is part of it, Jesus told some of the people one time, he said that Moses commanded 
to give you a writing of divorcement. And I may not be quoting this exactly right, but he said, from the beginning, it was not so. But if you read in here, Ezra, we'll, we'll probably read it in a minute. But Ezra told these people, and they'd, they'd married people out of all these other countries, had kids and everything, and he told them, get rid of their wives and get rid of their kids. And I, I can't understand, I don't understand that. I know the reasoning behind it. Because they was going after the strange gods. And, uh, and where, I, where I was talking about Solomon, the Bible said when he got old, he built, he built idols and groves and all kinds of things for idol gods and, and for all of his wives. A bunch of them. And uh, he's, he's the fellow that wrote Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and the Song of Solomon. Re very wise man. Had a lot of knowledge. He knew better. And uh, if we're not careful, though, we'll override what God's give us and, and go after something we don't need. Anybody got a comment? And Shechaniah, the son of Jehiel, one of the sons of Elam, answered and said unto Ezra, We have trespassed against our God and have taken strange wives of the people of the land. Yet now there is hope in Israel concerning this thing. Now therefore let us make a covenant with our God to put away all the all the wives and such as are born of them, according to the counsel of my God, or my Lord, and of those that tremble at the command, commandment of our God, and let it be done according to the law. If, if, we, if, if we break God's law, if I break God's law, if we sin, simple way to say it, I guess, if we sin, the Bible said we have an advocate, Jesus. He's, he's our go-between between us and God. And uh, the Bible said he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But the thing of it is, if, if, if I've got a pet sin, if you want to call it, say it that way, something, something that just keeps bothering me, If I come to the altar this morning and I, I pray for God to forgive me doing that, whatever it is. And then I go right back home, do the same thing that day and have to come back the next time and say, Lord, forgive me again. I know he will if, if we humble our heart and do it right. But I don't believe, if I, if I don't have any intentions of quitting whatever it is, laying it aside. If I don't have any intention of getting rid of it, I don't believe God will forgive me for doing it to start with. He told, he told us to lay aside. See, he said, seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And that's not just the people sitting here in the church house. These 
The Bible said the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. These angels all around us, whether we know it or not. And God's, God's right here. And I believe we got all kinds of people watching us. We're, the, we're supposed to be the light of the world. A city. Now, this, this part we are. This part we absolutely are. We're a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. Regardless of whether we're being a light or we're not being a light, we're being looked at. And if, 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 I've got my, if I've got my life dirtied up with sin, the world's sitting back on their heels laughing at me. And if I get up here, if I get up here, this is a sacred place. This whole building is a sacred place as far as I'm concerned. But this is a sacred place right here. If I get up here with sin in my life, then I'm, I'm, I'm hurting the church. I'm, and I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this, we, we don't have a handshake much right now because of the way things has been. And I'd love to get back where we could hug one another's neck and that, that we could have, I believe we'd have a great meeting, but uh, I don't believe, if, if I've got sin in my life, I don't believe I ought to be walking around up here in a handshake unless I'm coming to the altar to get it fixed up. You remember when, this is kind of off the lesson, but Jeremiah was preaching to the people before they went into Babylon. And he, he got all over them, said, you're they, they, he said, you're, you're going to my house. You've made it a den of thieves. I, I can't quote it exactly, but he said, you've made my house a den of thieves. You, you do all these sins, and he listed a bunch of them, and go to my house and say, we've been set free to do all these abominations. And people have that idea now. And, and there are people that accuse the Baptist church because we preach eternal salvation. They accuse us of saying, of, of, of having an attitude, we, if we get saved, we can do whatever we want to. We're going to heaven. And that ain't, that ain't the attitude. That ain't what the Bible said. And I've, I've said several times today, he told us to get out of the world, stay out of the world. Keep our hands. David asked a question, said, who can ascend the hill of God? Then he said, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart. So uh, we got to keep our hands clean. Anybody got a comment? So they, they, was get, they was, said they was going to get rid of their wives, their strange wives, ones they wasn't supposed to marry to start with. And... Uh, I was reading, and I may, I may be getting on next week's lesson. I, don't, I didn't look to see. But Ezra come out of Babylon and brought the people to, to rebuild the temple. 
Well, Nehemiah come out of Babylon about 14 years later and brought another bunch of people, and they come to rebuild the wall. And Nehemiah had been appointed by the king as governor. And uh, if you read over in the book of Nehemiah, he had the same problem just 14 years later that Ezra was having here. So it was just a recurring thing. They would seem like Israel got, every time they turned around, they was getting in trouble. And that's, well, that's me for a lot of, a lot of the time in my life. If I'm not careful, I, I have a real hard time keeping myself humble enough to do what I need to do for God. And that's not an intentional thing, but it's, it's that's just the way it is. And uh, arise, for this matter belongeth on, unto thee. We also will be with thee. Be of good courage and do it. And uh, so they they all agreed what they was going to do and, 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 and went ahead and done it, I guess. But then, then arose Ezra and made the chief priests, the Levites, and all Israel to swear that they should do according to this word, and they swear. <clears throat> then, then Ezra rose up before, from before the house of God and went into the chamber of, of Johanan, the son of Elishab, and when he came thither, he did eat no bread nor drink water, for he mourned because of the transgression of them that had been carried away. Now, uh, if you, if, I, I talked about Israel being up and down and in and out, and the church gets that way sometimes too. But if you, if you read back here, when, when uh, Israel was up, was, was the times they had good leadership. They had a godly king, or whoever was leading them was a, was a godly person, leading them right. And the church is the same way. If a church, if a church, uh, we just use a hypothetical thing. If a church gets without a pastor and stays that way very long, it's, it's not good for the church at all. Or if you get a pastor that's, that's not supposed to be the pastor. And I've seen that happen too, I think. I mean, that's my opinion. But, and, and it just didn't work out very good. And uh, so... When when it comes time when it comes time for leaders leaders to be elected or what it, however however we get them, and I'm talking pastors, deacons, or whatever we do, it ought to be done right out of our heart, praying to God about it, and get who He wants. We can't we can't appoint, and this happens a lot of times I think, but we can't appoint deacons just because they're a family member or we like them 
Now, I, guaranteed, we got to we got to set them aside, and and they got to be proved. But that's not a big that's not a big deal if God says that's the guy. Uh, but when when we're gonna when we're gonna do anything, especially for God. It ought to be out of a prayerful heart, and we ought to be following what he gives us. Now, and I'll throw this in for what it's worth. I remember, and, and I'll use me and Imogene, I remember praying back, I don't know, way before we got married, maybe even before she come to Lima, I don't know, praying that, God give me the wife that he wanted me to have. And he did. Uh, we've been married 58 years in July. And it's, I'm still as much in love with her now as I was back then. If Well, more so now. I tell her all the time I love her more every day, and that's that's a that's an absolute fact. But I believe that's because God put us together and done it right. And I think anything we do, and and I've failed in this a whole bunch of times. Anything we do, if it's a job, or if there's a question about which church to go to. God ought to have the final word. And I don't, there's some things I don't have to ask God about. I didn't have to get up this morning and say, God, do you want me to go to church today? Because I knew I was supposed to be here. If I'm able. But there's anything there's a question about. God's, God's the authority. Anybody got a anything? And they made proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem unto all the children of the captivity that they should gather themselves together unto Jerusalem. And that whosoever would not come now listen, whosoever would not come within three days, and that's by the time they got the word out and, and they'd get back to Jerusalem, they'd have to be hustling. But uh, and whosoever would not come within three days according to the counsel of the princes and the elders, all his substance should be forfeited and himself separated from the congregation of those that had been carried away. And uh, they was even, they was excluding people back then too. And uh, people, a lot of people don't like our church for that reason partly. We, if people sin and, and won't, won't repent, won't, won't turn away from it, and, and uh, we have to, our church uh, withdraw fellowship from them. That's what the Bible tells us to do. It said from such withdrawal. And uh, 
It said, have no fellowship with unfruitful workers of darkness. And if they're, if they're church members, then we shouldn't have any dealings with them. So uh, that's, that's the book. And it ought to be it ought to be carried out religiously. I mean, and in love, I you I can't get mad at somebody and say, I want to throw this guy out. If I get mad at Bill, somebody ought to throw me out. That's I mean we don't we don't we don't pick on people. And uh, huh? it seems to be real repentance back there. Yeah. When you get ready to be children, your wife, strange wife. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a hard thing. That'd be hard to do. That's why I I don't really understand it, but. That's a, good, that's a good point. And uh, she had uh, Abraham have a child by her handmaid, Hagar. And uh, so after uh, Ishmael was born first, and then Isaac was born, because they were patient waiting on God's promise. And God does things in his time. But now, 
Yeah. In the, I believe it's the sixth chapter of Second Corinthians, it says, "Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers." And there might be a little more in, in that that I, I didn't quote, but be not. And I, I hadn't, I'd noticed that scripture before, but I, I hadn't really thought about the, that unequally. Till just last couple of days, I was reading this, studying this lesson, trying to, and uh, it didn't say don't, don't marry an unbeliever, it said don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. In other words, if, if, if you're married to an un, somebody that's not a believer, they shouldn't be running your life and telling you where to go and what, what not to do and what to do and keeping you out of church if you want to come to church. I don't, so,
me and Imogene was talking this morning where she was talking about this. I, uh, Junior and Rowena is a, is a real good example. Rowena come to church here far back as I can remember. And, uh, and Junior had come with her once in a great while, but he didn't come very much. But he didn't stop her from coming. He'd have had trouble if he'd have tried, probably. But uh, uh, and and she she requested prayer for him on and on and on, and kept coming. And he got saved in his old age. Yeah. And they weren't believers at the time. Right. But they were willing to come with them and they were at least willing to see what it was about. And a lot of them were saved. Right. All of them. Think of all of them in this church that brought their husbands or their wives now when they were dating them to church and they uh, are beautiful Christians. Yep. That, that happens. I'm real proud of our young people and, uh, you know, for doing that too. Yeah. <laughs> Terry said, well, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says the, the leader. And he said, well, and, it, and his wife kind of giggled a little bit. You know, it, that tickled her. But he said, but he, he went so far as to say, if I tell her to not go to church, she's not supposed to go. And I said, listen, I said, I love my husband with all my heart, but he did not save me. And if Terry Brock made up his mind that he wasn't going back to church, if the good Lord would help me, I'm going to go on, and if he tells me not to go, I'm still going to go. I said, because he's not my God. He's my husband, and I, I, I honor him for that, but but this man, he was just wrong. I mean, right. he was so wrong in his attitude. When they left there, the wife was so relieved, but I think he was distressed, but, you know, we had to tell him what the Bible said, and the Bible does not say that. No. said he was the tiger of the household, the boss of the household, but he said my wife could turn my head in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. So it's important to have a good wife. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad. I've, I've been thankful all my life that my wife was saved when we got married and, and wanted to go to church. 
and still does. She kept, she kept me pointed in the right direction a lot of times. And uh, so God, God knows what we need, and he gives us the very thing we need if we'll let him. Anybody else? Then all the men of Judah and Benjamin gathered themselves together unto Jerusalem within three days. It was the ninth month on the 20th day of the month, and all the people sat in the street of the house of God trembling because of this matter and for the great rain. They were sitting out in front of the house of God in the rain. And uh, so they were serious about what they was doing. And... Uh, but like I said, they, they were serious, and they, I believe they did it. But then 14 years later, Nehemiah had to take care of the same problem again. And uh, if we're not careful, there'll be problems in our life that'll keep popping up if we let them. And uh, if I'm not careful... If I'm not careful, I let things get in my way. And maybe, now, this is, this is one reason the scripture's written the way it is. Some of the things that I let get in my way, if, if, they're, if they're done in the right way, there's nothing wrong with them. Like back years ago, so far back I just barely remember, we, we had a softball team, played softball. Bunch of us guys from church. And, uh, and we got into that pretty good. And it, I had to watch myself keep from getting tied up in that too much. Same way with playing golf and different, thing, different things I've had that I like to do. I got to keep, I got to try my hardest to keep it in its place. But he said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. And some of those weights become sins if we let them get between us and God. And, uh, but, uh, anybody else got anything? And Ezra the priest stood up and said unto them, ye have transgressed and have taken strange wives to increase the trespass of Israel. Now therefore make confession unto the Lord God of your fathers and do his pleasure and separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the strange wife. And, and in, uh, I got it written down here somewhere. It said, come ye out from among the world, be ye separate, saith the Lord. And uh, so he went, we can be in the world and we can be the light of the world. We can have friends in the world. But don't, don't partake in the things that the world partakes of. Stay out of it. Then all the congregation answered and said with a loud voice, As thou hast said, so must we do. And if you got it, if Terry gets up, anytime he's up here, if he gets up here and tells us about some sin, and he, don't, he might not even know it, but God give it to him. And tell us about some sin that's in our life. We ought to get rid of it. 
that's, uh, and I don't, I don't think Terry, this is my opinion, I, he's been around a long time, and I got a lot of confidence in him. I don't, I don't believe if somebody told him something on me, I don't believe he'd get up here and preach about it. Unless God really put it on him. He'd have to put it on him hard, I think. But if he was going to say anything about it, he'd come to me and say something about it. And that's the way it ought to be. If he knows something directly about me, then it, he, it, that ought to be between me and him. Unless, unless I refuse to make it right. If, if I'm wrong. If he comes